Looks like superstars, hey, multimillionaires. This is Wesley, billion dollar version here. Welcome to another Midnight Millionaire Midnight Rant. It, I'm still in Rome, folks. And the time is six. The time is 6.04 a.m. Let me know if you can hear me here. Just hit the like button here and comment below. Give me a thumbs up here. I'm in Rome. I'm in Italy, and the Wi-Fi signal is not the best out here, unfortunately. Here, okay. Um, but however, I'm here, and I know it's about 11 o'clock p.m. CST time in America. He's in Texas, so just want to make sure I go live here. Okay. Can you guys hear me? I was just about to watch the live from yesterday. Awesome. Okay. Okay, okay. Listen, so tonight, or this morning, my time, I, I'm going to discuss how to believe in a future that doesn't exist. Okay? How to believe, how to believe in a future that doesn't exist. Right? I mean, every one of us that's on this rant right now, that's listening, we have dreams and we have beliefs about those dreams. And we want to manifest those dreams. We want to bring those dreams in our current reality. Does that make sense? Did I get that right? That's why we're here, correct? How many of you want something? All of us, right? And I think as people... Okay. It's difficult to believe in a future when what we know or what we're familiar with is extremely pervasive in our current environment here. Okay. So I want to help you with that because obviously many of you do realize that um, I am a multi-millionaire and I have discovered a way personally how to believe in the future when it doesn't exist, right? How to live in poverty and still believe in a future of success. How to live in pain and suffering, but still believe in a future of success, prosperity, and abundance, Okay. And we're going to go deep here tonight. I want you to come with the word go deep, Wes, because I'm going deep here tonight. So make sure you turn off your laptops or your radio. Or I want you to really get immersed here because um, I really want to break down the concepts and some of the principles of believing in the future while you're dealing with the current reality of your situation. Okay? Make sense? All right, folks, so if you're brand new to the podcast, my name is Wesley, billion-dollar virgin, baby. Let's go. I'm a young black man from Houston, Texas here, and I grew up pretty average, pretty poor. Um, if you want to know my pedigree, well, basically, I didn't graduate from college. I dropped out. I went to the Army, got kicked out. I've had several repossessions. I had two evictions. I used to sleep on the floor of my uh, friend's apartment. I've slept in my car a few times. Um, I had one terrible, tumultuous relationship with a woman. 
right? But I, I learned a lot. Um, I'm just letting you know all about me so you understand who you're dealing with. I've been to jail a few times, not prison, but jail, um, just for very just petty type crimes here. You know, crimes. <laughs> Tickets, folks. Um, also, my parents are pastors of a church. And, um, oh, by the way, it's my parents' anniversary, so happy 50th anniversary to my parents, Wesley Virgin III and Joanne Virgin. They have been married over 50 years. And they, I sent them to Cabo, and they're having a good time in Cabo right now, and having the best time of their life. They're in the 70s right now, and they're living as if they are in their 30s. Right? So, yeah, that's my pedigree. But... With 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 all that said, I still became rich, right? Still made, you know, I'm worth about forty million. Is climbing by the end of the year, I should be worth about fifty million. I've been very aggressive for real estate right now, and um, some things in the stock market and forex that's doing very well for me right now. So my net worth should be at about fifty sixty million by the end of the year. So that's exciting, right? So that's me, and I go live here, uh, obviously, to have a conversation with you. Just regular average people such as yourself. I'm talking about moms, dads, teenagers, young adults, women, men around the world. doesn't matter where you live, New York City, Houston, Texas, Africa, Antarctica, Canada, UK, Europe, um, India. I'm going to have a candid conversation with you on what I believe that it takes for you to become a very successful human being in all aspects of life, not just money, right? I'm talking about your physicality, um, your emotional intelligence, your communication skills, right? Um, to really dominate and your interpersonal skills with relationships with women or men or whoever you choose as your gender of choice. So that's what I'm here to do here, okay? So... Let's get into the topic, and if you don't mind, hold your questions here. Gary, I saw your question here. Just hold them to the end of the rant here, and if you don't mind, get my numbers up a little bit. Go ahead and hit the like button a few times so I can get on the For You page and share this out for me and tag a few people below, and uh, we'll go ahead and get this thing kicked off here, okay? And feel free to comment your names here below. I'd love to give you a shout-out. I love shouting out um, you know, the young people such as yourself listen and follow me here on this social media platform how to believe in a future that doesn't exist okay rome edition i'm in rome like i said before i'm in rome baby italy beautiful place you must come how to believe in a future that doesn't exist listen and i've shared this before people ask me wesley what was the most Difficult part of becoming successful. I mean, I get that question quite a bit. You know, when I'm out and about, usually I'm in, I'm tucked away in my hubble at my penthouse in Houston, Texas. I don't go out much at all. But, you know, when I do go out, if I go to the gym or people see me out, they say, well, what was the most difficult part? What was the most difficult part of becoming a multimillionaire? Okay, and I, I and, and I share I shared the truth with them or my truth, and I said, you know what? The easy part was making a million dollars. OK, 
Okay, like the easy part, honestly, is making a million dollars. And I know some of you might think it's hard, but you have to really check it down. Like a million dollars is about $83,000 a month. So if you sell a program for $2,000, $3,000 a day, every day, and don't go to sleep until you sell it, then if you do it for an entire year, then you make a million dollars. I mean, that's achievable. But the issue with most people, they're very lazy. They're just not willing to do the work. But the difficult part was believing that I could do it. Okay? And I'm being extremely honest. Like, like everything I've been through, the repossessions. Oh, I also filed bankruptcy at the age of like 23, 24. So believing that I could still, like believing that I could still make millions of dollars was, I apologize for the internet. It's not doing too well right now. But um, I'm going to persevere. So listen, yeah, so believing that I can make a million dollars when I had a negative bank balance and I was almost 30 was almost impossible to think about. Can anybody relate? Like, I get it. Most of you want financial freedom, but, you know, it's hard to believe in this new future that you want for yourself when you've made so many mistakes and you're dealing with the issues of your past. Okay. And that's exactly where I was. Okay. I was dealing with the issues of my past. I was dealing with all my mistakes. To give you an example, you know when you, like in life, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter when it happens, but when you make a decision that you're going to do, maybe stop hoeing around, maybe stop making dumb mistakes and really start to take your life. Um, but, um, you know, I had many moments like that. But what kept... Uh, what kept me stuck was all the mistakes of my past, they were bleeding over in my future. Okay, can anybody relate to that? Like they were just bleeding over in my future. Like I, I remember it was a time that I was getting a lot of traffic tickets at one time. You know, speed racer, obviously, and I was just getting tickets and tickets and tickets. One day I said, you know what, I'm going to stop getting tickets. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to go to court and take care of this stuff. And I was doing it for about three to four months. And I remember, I'll never forget this. I was driving. Uh, I was going to my parents' church anniversary. And I'm driving. I get pulled over. I don't know why I was pulled over, but I got pulled over. And the police officer asked for my license and registration. Gave it to him, and he went back to the car. And I'm sitting there. I'm worried, right? I'm worried because, you know, I don't know if I have a warrant. I don't know, you know if I didn't pay a ticket on time because I made a lot, of, a lot of mistakes in my 20s, especially as it relates to just getting tickets and getting tickets and getting tickets. It was insane. And I looked behind me and another police car showed up. And let me tell you something. If you ever get pulled over, 
Okay, I don't wish this on anyone. And if two police officers show up, you're going to jail. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, you're going to jail. The reason why they caught a second police officer is for backup. And you're going to jail. And I went to jail that day. You know, I missed. Not only did I miss my parents' church anniversary, I was in jail. I couldn't afford to get out. My parents didn't have any money to get me out. It was like $3,000 in tickets that I had to pay. No one had the money. So I lost my car and my job in two weeks because I was in jail for two weeks. I lost my job and my car. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> so what I share that story with you is just because you start to incur more problems, it's not more problems. It's just you're dealing with the past decisions and past mistakes. See, this is why I'm so adamant with a lot of you and do this with my children. You know, I want them to be very aware of their decisions because, see, your decisions play a major part on the manifestations of your future. Okay? Like your decisions right now, like your decision to listen to me and to listen and to watch me and to absorb this information, that's a decision. This decision right now is going to formulate or manifest a future. Okay? Does that make sense? Like, I think it's Saturday in the States right now. I'm not sure. Is it Saturday or Sunday? Or is it Friday night? Right? A lot of people are making decisions to drink, maybe have careless sex, maybe to smoke, maybe to vape. Maybe just to do the things that make them feel good, but not necessarily it's good for them. And what they don't realize, that type of behavior that's repeated, it just creates more chaos in your individual life. Does that make sense? It does. That's why most people, or many people on the planet, are either depressed, they have high anxiety, you just have these very high stressful, high beta, high beta chaotic lives. Okay? It's the chaotic thinking here. Okay? Because they're just not paying attention and aware of the decisions that they're making here. But I want to I wanna share with you how I was able to believe in a future that didn't exist while I was going through um, issues or problems and challenges. Does that make sense? Okay. I want to give you some of the strategies that you can utilize in your life to navigate your life or navigate the world as you're going through these stressful moments. How many of you right now, and I, let's be honest here, okay? And remember, I'm your friend. How many of you are stressed out, maybe about your business, stressed out at your job, maybe you're stressed out as it relates to your pet? Uh, maybe, how many of you are stressed out as a friend, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, and your wife? Comment below. Be honest. Okay. Comment below, folks, if that's you. Because what I'm attempt to do here, even though I'm not there with you, I'm going to attempt to heal you from it, okay? And I'm going to heal you from it. It's not because I'm a prophet or I'm just this magical person. They're just techniques. You know, it's very um, talked about neurological techniques to be able to uh, remove these things and eliminate these things from your life, okay? 
So almost everybody. We're going to say everybody is dealing with something, right? Because that's, that's why you're here. That's why you're listening to me. Okay? And maybe some of you are not stressed, but you're just sick and tired of doing what you're currently doing. And you want something different. I apologize for the signals. Signal is not good over here. All right. Okay. I'm back. Is, can everybody hear me? Give me a thumbs up. Okay. So, listen. I want you to understand this. The first step to changing, okay, anything in your life, and most of you, that's what you want to do. You want to change things, right? The first step to changing anything is to understand where you currently are, okay? Like, you have to really understand where you are. I give examples. Some of you are high anxiety, right? You may say, oh, my anxiety, okay? Um, before you can change that, you need to understand anxiety and where this anxiety is so-called coming from and how are you defining the anxiety that's taking place in your life. Does that make sense? Like you, you have to understand, like even depression. You may say, oh, I'm depressed. Well, you have to understand it. And when I say understand it, you have to understand it on how you interpret depression for yourself. Everybody has a different perspective on depression, anxiety, stress, problems, issues, challenges. Everybody. We have our own examples and definitions on how we experience those things. So you need to understand it for yourself before you can change it. And that it just goes away. Okay? So let's talk about anxiety for a second here. Okay? So some of you may say, well, you know, my anxiety just happens. First of all, I'll, let me help you. I want you to understand how important language is as it relates to how you describe how you feel or how you describe your mental state. It's very important. Okay? Such as if you say my anxiety, whenever you say my, like I may say my car, my children, it's something that I own, it's something that's a part of me. So if you keep referring to your anxiety as your anxiety, you're basically reiterating that you own it. So step one is, let's do this. That's disassociate. Write that word down. That's dis disassociate our anxiety, I mean, our anxiety, the stress, your depression, right? Your heartbreak, whatever, whatever is yours. Disassociate it, which means is, I want you to say the anxiety, the anxiety, the. Use the word the, or the depression. So instead of saying, well, my anxiety, you just say, well, the anxiety is, you know, killing me or is making me feel a certain way or the depression. Right? Not my depression. The. When you use the word the, now you're going to disassociate what you don't want as if it's not a part of you. Make sense? Are you with me here? I mean, this is some good stuff here. This is some NLP stuff here. Okay? And that's anything. You could say, oh... My heartbreak. No, the heartbreak. Right? <laughs> this is very powerful, folks. You have no... I mean, if you want to get over people quickly, I can teach you how to do that, too. Like, if you ever had a heartbreak, 
it, I can teach you how to get over people very quickly here. It's just it's just mind um, techniques, honestly, to do this. And you won't even feel much pain of anything. Um, but that's more advanced here, and I'm not going to teach that, honestly, because some of you need to hurt a little bit. But um, so let's get back to the topic here. So I want you to refer to your stress, your anxiety, depression as the depression. Make sense? The depression, the stress, right? The challenges, not my challenges, no, the challenges. Now, once you're able to dissociate it like that, now you can begin to understand it. You might say, you know, the anxiety that I feel right now is causing me to feel sad, overwhelmed, right? Women, give me some words. Women, they typically always right, feel this way. So give me some words below. When you feel stressed, how do you feel? What does it cause you to do? Maybe you don't want to do anything. Maybe you want to drink something. Maybe you want to go smoke something, right? Because remember something. How you feel will dictate your actions. People that don't feel too good, they usually, they do smoke. They smoke weed, they smoke cigarettes, they drink. Right? People, because feeling, remember something, write this down. How you feel will dictate what you do. Write that down. That's very important, folks. I'm telling you. How you feel. If you feel down, feel depressed, feel stressed, you will engage in, debil in debilitating behavior. Smoking, drinking, careless sex, um, porn, ejaculation, whatever. You know, you will. 100%. Okay? How you feel will dictate your actions, what you do. Okay? So what we want to do, we want to feel better about what's happening in our life. Now, listen, when we talk about the stress and the depression and all these disempowering states that we don't like, what we have to begin to do is understanding or understand that what we think or believe a stressful moment is. When you say, you know, I'm stressed about this. Well, actually, we're not stressed. We are worried. But we're not even worried. We are afraid. Now, hold up. Let me go back for a second because somebody went over your head. I give you a real life situation. When someone's said they need to invest in a brand new opportunity. And they have to make a big decision, you know. Maybe about what job they're going to take or what opportunity they're going to invest their money in. And they may say, well, I'm stressed about this decision. No, they're not stressed about the decision. If you go deeper under the surface, they are afraid that they're going to make their own decision. Does that make sense? It's not that they're stressed. People use the word stress because it's, it's almost like a blanket are a term that is very general. It just covers everything, right? It's not that you stress. It's that you are concerned that you may not make the right decision. I give an example. Depression, right? 
oh, I'm really depressed about my life right now. Nothing's going well, right? Nothing, the money's not going well. My relationship's not going the best. I'm breaking out of my face. I just had my period yesterday, <laughs> right? You just start stacking these things on, right? Because, you know, one thing about these type of states like depression, we have to validate why we are depressed, right? So you have to start saying these things. However, are we really depressed? Remember, depression itself is just another word that we use as a blanket to just, it's general. We just generalize the feeling, right? It's all depressed. But are you really depressed? Or are you stating things about yourself that are negatives? Listen, a depressed person has to continually think about what's not going well in their life. Does that make sense? Like they have to think about it and they have to talk about it. Make sense? Because depression is a deeper state than sadness, right? It's a deeper state or a more intense state than suffering. So people that are usually so-called depressed, they're just reiterating why they are feeling that way. This is not working out. I don't know what I'm going to do about this. My mom's sick. I can't pay the rent. I don't know what I'm going to do. I just had a flat tire. That's all what it is. Just think about it for a second, folks. I mean, listen, it's really simple. Like people that's depressed, they're just thinking and, and stating out of their mouth, communicating about the things that are going wrong. That's it. That's just talking about it. Oh, this is going wrong. This is going wrong. This is going wrong. This. Now, listen, some people might call this venting. Like, you know, women, they vent a lot. Right? That's why women are typically the ones that are more depressed than anybody, right? Because they're always venting and venting. But the great thing about women, they are emotionally resilient, right? They can deal with their emotions. They can take more emotional pain than men can. Men can't really take the emotional pain, but women can because they're constantly feeling this way, right? They call this the um, um, emotional... Um, it's a term that's called fractionation. You know, women can think emotions about different emotions. She can be sad that she was upset about something she was angry about right it's very complex however now we understand that okay the depression that i say i have do i have to keep it the anxiety the sadness like do i have to keep it that's the question you have to ask yourself Make sense? Like, once you come out of the state, you know, once you feel a little bit better, I get it. You know, when you're in it, you're in it. But once you pull yourself out of the state, that's called the emotional refractory period. It's just a time that you stay in depression, sadness, hurt, and pain, or whatever, however you feel, whatever, right? You have to ask yourself, is it, do I have to continue to have it? Because you can just let it go. Like depression, anxiety. I mean, you can really let it go. Let me explain. You may say, well, how do I let go of depression? Easy. You stop talking about what makes you depressed. Now, listen, you may think about it. I know somebody going to say, well, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, because see, 
a lot of our thoughts are so hardwired in the mind because they're connected to very emotional charges in our life, right? Just like if you have a business and the business don't go well, you must love the business so much. The business treated you well. You made a lot of money. You helped a lot of people. Then you lose the business. So you had an emotional attachment, just like people, right? When you're with people for such a long time, you have an emotional attachment to them. And then when they hurt you, they bother you, they break up with you, then it affects you because it's hardwired to an emotion that's attached in the mind, okay? Make sense? Are you with me here? So... And I know it's quite simple. You know, I know you guys want a complex strategy, but what I've realized just with my own research and study, the most simple things in life are the most impactful. Like if you just, one, stop talking about it. Even when the thoughts happen, you may say, well, what happens when you start thinking about it? Well, let me ask you a question. What happens when you're thinking about something? What happens when you're thinking about something, but you want to think about something different? Say if you're thinking about, uh, I'm going to use a very extreme example. Some people think about suicide, but do you ever do it? No. Why don't you do it? Because when you start thinking about suicide, then you start to think about why you should continue to live. Right? It's natural. Because obviously no one really wants to kill themselves. The only people that want to kill themselves are the people that actually do it. Okay? So, if you start to think about the thoughts, we're not going to say depressed thoughts, we're going to say the thoughts that you don't want to think about, right? The things, whatever's going on in your life. Instead of thinking about those things, you think about them using what is called a reframing technique, and you think about them in a way that serves you. I'll give you an example. So instead of saying, you know what? I'm so tired today, my leg is hurting, my body's hurting, I'm bloating, and ah, nothing's going on well at the job today, Billy pissing me off, somebody flicked me off when I was driving to work today, I spilled some toothpaste on my shirt. What you do is, when those thoughts just start to come up automatically, right, because of momentum, by the way, you just start to say, you know what, all those things that happened to me, today or that are happening it's an opportunity for me to have a positive experience now listen i get it i know some of you are gonna be like what that don't even make any sense how am i have a positive experience i'm asking you to trust me on this see this is why when i mentor people they don't realize that the thinking pattern the way that they think it has to be completely different you know, when you're trying to be a totally different person. Like the thinking that you currently have has to be totally, it's just a 180 degree shift. It really is totally. And it might sound crazy to say, well, you know, everything that's happening in my life is because a positive experience is getting ready to take place. Like you have to literally say that when you're thinking about it. You know, whenever you're still thinking about the anxiety and the stress and the depression, you say, well, this is happening because of a positive experience that's about to take place. That's called reframing. And a reframing technique is very simple. What we're doing is, it's like taking a picture that has a frame on it that is ugly and taking the frame off the picture and putting on a new frame. And just by changing the frame, the picture looks gorgeous. You get it? 
You can have a picture, the picture can be ugly. And you can change the frame of the same picture, and now it looks gorgeous. What else would you do with however you're feeling, okay? That's what you do with your depression, folks. And and your anxiety, and your sadness, and your anger, okay? You put a different frame on it. Does that make sense? Set. How do we do that? How many of you feel some anxiety in the last couple of days? I want you to comment below. I want you to tell me what you what the anxiety is. I want you to tell me what you're depressed about. And I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to do a live example with somebody right now. Just comment anything below. Like, what are you worried about? Like, what's pissing you off? What are you angry about? What's your heartbreak about? Just comment below. Go ahead. I'm going to show you something here. Comment below. You know, some anxiety. I know some of you are like, oh, I'm so stressed. Okay, so, well, what are you stressed about? Tell me. Go ahead. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you a trick. I'm going to show you how to do it. Okay? Because that's just how the mind is. The mind is complex, but it's very simple. You know, I know sometimes we feel, though, I can't, I just can't stop thinking. I can't. Well, you don't realize, I mean, your words and how you say your words are very powerful. If you keep saying that I can't stop or I just can't get over it, I just can't. Well, be careful. It's like drilling a nail deeper into the wooden board. It's going to be hard to take that bad boy out. Okay, somebody said their health. Somebody said money. Well, you have the lack of money. Like, can you be a little bit more detailed? Health? Or are you sick? You're not feeling well? Listen, if I had a lack of money, say I don't have any money at all, okay? And I'm stressed about, and it's not like I'm stressed. I just want more money to be able to take care of bills. And and I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills. So it's not like I'm stressed. I just don't know how I'm going to pay the bills. You get it? That's the difference between stress and just, I don't know when we pay the bills. Well, what you have to begin to say that, what you have to begin to say, that my bills are being paid. You have to say it, okay? My bills are being paid on time. Everything is working out in my favor on time. The situation I'm going through right now, nah, it's fine. Situation is making me more resilient. Why? Because remember, your inability to have money stem from a decision that you made in your past. That's it. Now, anybody that has a lack of money on here, it's all because of your decisions of your past. That's it. The decisions of your past is going to determine if you have money or not. So you have to say, well, I guess I didn't make the best decisions. So what do they mean now? You have to make better decisions. What are those decisions? Well, first, you have to understand that you're capable of making better decisions. Because you might not know what the decisions are. You may not know exactly what you need to do to be able to do that, right? Well, the first step is to understand that, well, you know what? My bill is not such a big problem. You know, my, my money issues is not that huge. I'm taking care of my money issues right now. I'm dealing with my money issues today. I'm going to save more than I spend. That's a great principle for money. It's that simple. Like, if you have a money problem, you just spend more than you earn. That's it. I mean, that's it. Think about it for a second. You just spend more money than you earn. Like, if you're broke, you don't have enough money, you just spend more than you earn. So you have to reverse that. Okay? And you have to do that by first telling yourself that you can do it. 
You have to say, you know what? I save more money than I earn. Or I keep more money than I um, spend. You have to give yourself a new principle to live by, new habits. That make sense? Same thing with your health. If you're sick right now, it's because of your decisions of your past. Now, I get it. If you got some kind of genetic stuff, I don't, you know, I, I, I get it. I know somebody will like, well, I was born this way. I get it. I get it. But I'm talking about the people who self-inflicted through neuro, neurosis and, uh, you know, self-inflicted illnesses that were preventable. I'm talking about those type of illnesses. Well, first thing you got to say that you healed. And then you have to ask yourself a question. What do I need to do to heal myself right now? Like, what do I need to do? Eat better? Put myself in better environments? Does that make sense? Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, Wes, you just make it seem so easy. But it's not easy. Listen, even what you just said right there. Like, whenever you say, well, it's not that easy. Then it won't be. Not because it is or it isn't. It's because you said it's not easy. You see, you have to... You almost have to put tape around your mouth when you're going through this process here because we'll naturally say, well, it's not that easy. Yeah, it's easier said than done. And what you don't realize that you saying that is a belief. If you believe it's not that easy, then it it will be very difficult. And it's not because it is difficult. It's because you said it is. Are you guys with me here? Okay. Listen, I know this can get a bit complex or it can. Actually, it's not complex at all. It's very simple. But the big problem is to accept it, like to believe that you can actually reframe anxiety, detach yourself from depression, all your health issues, like really detach yourself. You got to believe that you can. And you have to start first with the vocabulary that you're using. Honestly, it took me a while to learn this. But when I got it, man, it was very easy for me to navigate the world and do what I what I needed to do very easily. It was easy for me to learn a skill. It was easy for me to get over things. It just it was very simple, because I realized the words were keeping me attached. They were keeping those emotional, neurological wires in my mind linked together, validating exactly what was taking place in my life. Okay. Does that make sense? Are you guys with me here? So listen, now we understand that if we want to believe in the future that doesn't exist, we have to detach ourselves or disassociate ourselves with the old self. What is the old self? The old self is the person that's stressed. The old self is the person that has anxiety. The old self, the person that says, ah, I feel like shit right now. I feel terrible. I feel like crap, blah, 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 whatever, right? That's the first step to dissociate yourself from all these little things, all these little labels you're giving yourself. We don't say, huh? We don't say my anymore. My this, my this. It's the. Okay? The depression. The depression is, is like, it's is, is hurting me. And then to go a little bit further, you know, when you say the anxiety is affecting me, then you have to ask yourself, well, does it have to affect me? See, that's why it's so important to look at it from a disassociation instead of like my anxiety. Well, I just can't get rid of my anxiety. 
Or you can say, well, you know, I'm trying to get away the anxiety. The. When you think about it like the anxiety, you're like the anxiety, that means I can get rid of this thing. But when you say my, you feel that it's yours. So now you have an emotional bond to it. Make sense? Many of you have an emotional bond to depression, sadness, anger. Like you have a bond to this stuff. Because you say it's mine. Anything that's yours, you have some type of emotional connection to it. Make sense? That's why it's so hard to get over people in relationships. That's why it's hard to maybe get over a business or a job or employee. You know, whatever. It's all these emotional attachments. That's why it's hard to get over depression. Because you made it yours. Like, I would never say my depression. I would never say my anxiety, my stress. Like me, I'm, I'm never stressed. Never anxiety. And if I was feeling stressed, I would never communicate it. And that's another principle. Never communicate how you feel if, if, if the words that come out your mouth is going to put you deeper where you don't want to be. Don't say it. Okay? Don't say it. If it's going to put you deeper. Now, if you're going to say words that's going to pull you out of the current moment or the current state, then okay. Now, you have to understand, you have to, this is going to take work, obviously, right? It's not going to happen overnight. It takes work. And it takes awareness. Okay? Which means you have to be very aware of what you say first. And then aware of what you think and what you think about what you think. Like you have to be almost like the observer observing the observed. So you have to observe yourself as you're going through this process of thinking. Because you could be just laying in your bed and all of a sudden you start thinking about negative shit. Right? It just happens. Like thinking about something that hurts you. Right? You know, oh my God, this hurt me. When you, when you do it, it's like why does this hurt me? And why does it have to hurt me? Make sense? Like why does this have to hurt me? It's a very important question. You know when people say, oh, man, this stuff is hurting me so bad. Well, why? Why does it have to hurt me? Does it have to? You're like, oh, yeah, does it have to? See, anything, any type of emotional pain that you feel, it's because you've made distinctions and labels about it. Like you've made, say, well, that hurt because this, this, this. Because they should never did this. Or this hurts right now because I really wanted that job. I really wanted that business. I really wanted that opportunity. I really wanted this raise. I really wanted that sell. Make sense? Right? <laughs> but you don't have to feel like you don't, you don't have to feel hurt about that. You're just choosing to do it. But it's so quickly and so fast. Because remember, the brain doesn't like to change. So the brain just likes to adapt very quickly. And it's going to run the program very quickly here. But what you do is a pattern interrupt with a question. So, you know, do I have to continue to feel this way? Like I'm laying in my bed right now and I'm feeling piss poor about my life. I'm feeling piss poor about everything right now. But do I have to? It's powerful, right? Like, do I have to? Do I have to be under my sheets crying like a little biatch? Right? Do I have to be co continually thinking about my failures? <laughs> Some people, that's what they do. They think about all their failures. All night long, they think about all the failures. So you can think about the type of life this person has. You know, just think about all they fail. Oh, this, this, and this, 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 and this, this, this. Oh, it's going to take one day at a time, I guess. But I don't know when it's going to get better. But I just know it's going to get better. I just, I don't know. I mean, just think about all their failures. I'm like, why? Like, I never think about my failures. I don't even care. I make a lot of, listen, I make a lot of mistakes. A, a ton. Especially with women. Oh, my God, I make so many mistakes with them. But it is what it is. 
I'm not going to beat myself up or berate myself about it. It is what it is because I'm very conscious and I understand my decisions will have repercussions. And you have to understand that too. Your decisions will have repercussions. If you know some of the things that you have done, right? I give an example. It's like a woman to have sex with a man with no condom, right? I mean, you know it's a possibility that you may have a baby. You got to just know that before you get in, right? So you can't. And then if you have sex with a man uh, that you know is deadbeat, and then you have a baby about him, you can't be bitching and complaining about it now. Right? You got to be very conscious and aware of what you're doing. That's why you have to be aware of your actions. If you do something, be very, just understand that, you know, this may go wrong. It just, it just might. Right? Because you're making a conscious decision. You know, when people say, oh, it just happened. No, that's bullshit. Nothing just happens. No, nothing just happens. You made a decision. You justified the actions to do it. Taking responsibilities, understand that it may go wrong. It might not work in your favor. Right? You got to know that. And then when you know that, so when it does happen, not a big deal. Does that make sense? I want to pause right here. Any questions for me here? I know I've talked about a lot here, and I, and I, and I don't want this to go over your head here. But listen, if you want to believe in the future that doesn't exist, you first have to change and disassociate the current beliefs that have created the future or the reality that you don't want to entertain any longer. Okay? By just using the word the. The. The depression. Man, the depression is killing me right now. It even sounds crazy, right? The depression. Somebody would say, well, get rid of it, man. Get rid of your depression. Well, how do I do that? Well, start thinking about the things that make you depressed. Depressed, anxiety, you have to fuel it with words and thinking and how you feel. That's it. You have to fuel it, right? You have to fuel it using negative self-talk, right? Negative emotions. You have to consciously do this stuff. But the problem is many of you unconsciously do it. That's what makes it so difficult to change, by the way. Does that make sense? Because you unconsciously, you're unconsciously competent. You remember the four steps of learning? Who knows the four steps of learning? I'm curious if you know. If you remember, if you've been listening to my rants here, many of you, when it comes to your emotions, you're just unconsciously competent about emotions of depression and anxiety and all those downward emotions. So it just happens immediately. I mean, you can just wake up depressed for no reason, right? You can get in your car and get depressed. You go to your job and get depressed, right? <laughs> you see your kids and get depressed. You can see your husband's ugly face and get depressed. You see your wife, fat body, and get depressed. I mean, it just it's triggers. And these happens beyond and below the state of consciousness. Does that make sense? Okay? And what I want you to understand is you can let it go. How do you let it go? I'm going to tell you again. You let it go by understanding how it happened in the first place. Anybody that's depressed, anybody that's depressed or feels sad all the time, a down anxiety it's because they spend time thinking that way and thinking that way means they're just thinking about what's not working for them what's not happening in their life that's making them feel good that's it they're just thinking about bad emotions 
I didn't get the car. I didn't get the job. I didn't get the opportunity. I didn't get the girl. I didn't get the guy. I didn't get it. 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 It didn't work out. It didn't work out. So they continue to talk about it, exacerbate it, and then they actually say, then they say why? That's you should never do that. Why? Why did that person do that to me? Why? I don't know why would they do that. Oh no! Don't do that. It's dangerous, especially in relationships. You never want to say why. It is what it is. Somebody break you, break up with you, dump you, just let them go. It's done. Don't try to find out why, because even if you find out why, what does that mean? And most of you, if they tell you why, it's going to hurt you even more. <laughs> right? Don't say, why am I poor? Why, am I, why is this not working? I don't know why. Maybe because you're a dumbass. Right? I'm going to be honest. That's what your mind would say. Your brain would just say, well, you're not smart enough. You're not good enough. You're not pretty enough. You're ugly enough. You're too short, too tall. Whatever. What I'm saying, the why doesn't really matter when it comes to trying to figure out why you feel a certain way. The reason why you feel a certain way is because you can, you continue to communicate to yourself about it. You may say, oh, I'm trying to figure out my emotions. No, you're not trying to figure it out. You're just digging yourself deeper into the hole. And all you need to do is just think about the emotions that you want to feel. It's simple. That it, it's crazy on how simple this is, folks. Like, it's insane. It's so simple. You may say, well, I see you right. It's so simple. Why, why, we, well, why don't people do it? One, they don't do it because they just don't believe it. It don't matter how they just they don't be they can't be this simple. They say it just can't be that simple, Wes. Come on. Right? Many of you have a belief that it just can't be that simple that you can start to dissociate your negative feelings and negative thoughts and all the downward states that you don't want and just start to speak what you want. Does it take some time? Yeah. Yeah. That's why my friend Joe says, you must begin to think greater than how you feel. That's how you become a master of self. You must think greater than how you feel. Make sense? You may feel down. Well, you have to think greater, which means is, okay, I'm feeling down. How do I feel happy? Oh, I'm pissed off. How do I feel better? I feel depressed. How do I feel successful? How do I feel happy? You see that one question, how you can change everything? You can go to bed and you can say, oh, I feel like shit today. I did all this work. I did this. How do I feel better? Instead of talking about and validating why you feel a certain way, that is obviously in a uh, direction of pessimism, just say, how do I feel better? Yeah, you can be, right now in your bed, you can be, how do I feel better right now? What do I need to do to feel better? Maybe watch some TV. Maybe watch some TikTok. Maybe uh, listen to the radio. Maybe read a book. Maybe meditate. Make sense? Maybe smile for no reason. It's important because that's called a pattern interrupt. You just break the pattern. How do I feel better? Okay, I'm feeling good. How do I feel better? And then you do what makes you feel better. Now, listen. Hold up. Pause. Now, when you ask the question, how do you feel better, does it mean you pick up a cigarette? And that's what a lot of you do. You pick up the smokes. Pick up you know, the porn or whatever you do, you know, to feel better. Got to be very aware of that. Addictions and vices. Things that don't serve you. You know, it's going to take some work, but you have to try your best to live your life and think to yourself, what serves me, what serves others, and what serves the greater good when you do things in life? Am I serving myself? Am I serving others? And am I serving the greater good in a positive way? Whenever you ask yourself, how do I make it better? Are you serving yourself? Okay, great. 
Are you serving others? And are you serving the greater good? And if you can't answer yes to all those questions, then you don't do it. Make sense? Any questions for me, folks? Did you have a good time? Are you enjoying my rants more and more? Are you ready to download my podcast and listen to my podcast while you're going throughout your day? Do it. Millionaire Midnight Rant Podcast. Search it on YouTube. Search it on Google, Spotify. Okay. Any questions for me before I let you go here? Okay. Any questions for me, young people? Okay. Let me see here. We as women always want to know why, but I have learned that it doesn't matter because I'm the prize. So it's their loss. Awesome. And can I share this? If you don't mind, since the young lady brought that example up. Ladies, I get it. You may say I'm the prize, right? Especially when you're dealing with a man and a man is not doing what he's supposed to do or whatever. But you can't just say that you're the prize. You need to validate that my question is why are you the prize and don't use the word like loyalty and respect stop that come on i mean it's supposed to be loyal in a relationship come on if any woman tells me i'm telling you when i meet women they said i say well what do you what is going to be your value that you're going to give me in this relationship and if you say loyalty i'm done with her <laughs> honestly oh really that's that's your value because you're loyal you should be like that. That that shouldn't be negotiable. That should be automatic, like eating food, right? I mean, what are you talking about? Right, so I would tell women, I'll share with women, you need to quantify. What does that mean? All right, when you say that you're the prize, what makes you the prize? And don't be general about that. You know, what do you do? You cook, you clean, you rub feet, you tell your man that he's, that he's amazing, that he's handsome. Do you make your man protein shakes? Do you make his lunch? I mean, come on. Those type of things. Not long team, respect, and I'm kind. Okay. We need a little bit more than that. Okay. What's next here? Do you think you're clever than me, myself, and I as a poor guy? I don't even know who you are. What's next? Yeah, Kimberly, you missed it. Why are you late, Kim? Watch it again. I'm going to post it for you, okay? All right, my love. Yeah, there you go, Legacy. That's the four steps of learning right there. Awesome. Did you get value here, folks? This was, was this amazing or was it amazing? What value can you bring? Are you asking me or are you talking about yourself? What's next here? But honestly, ladies and men, you should ask yourself that question when you're in a relationship with a person. Think about it for yourself. Say, you know, what value? Don't ask them what value. Ask yourself, what value can I bring to them? And don't use service, surface level words such as respect, kind, loyalty. Stop it. Stop the bullshit, right? Quantify it. Go deeper. Something more practical that people can understand, right? Hey, Brenda, how are you? 
You are amazing. You know, you are amazing, Kim. But does a man deserve all that if he can't provide 100% of his own? Deserve what? Listen. Okay, let me back up for a second. We're talking about relationships again. Oh, my God. Listen. First of all, men, and this is my philosophy. I don't think any man should be in any type of relationship until he's financially astute or financially wealthy or financially good, period. Okay? Period. I mean, honestly, he shouldn't either be dealing with women. I mean, I get it. If you're dealing with women, recreational, great. But I, w- I wouldn't even suggest that. I would say, hey, man, lock in, separate yourself, isolate yourself from women and your friends and all men, all your buddies, and continue to work on yourself, which means work on your financial astuteness. Okay? Period. Obviously, if a man can't provide for a woman, why is he with the woman, you know? And women, you got to start dealing with men that stop providing for you. And I get it. You know, women are just desperate. They are. I mean, <laughs> you know, I know men think they're not, but they're very desperate. No, they're desperate. They, they want a man. I mean, you have these women on the Internet. They say, oh, no, I need a man. I need a man. Well, no, whatever. No, they want a man. They want a man. And they will take a half a man all day. I'm telling you, they do it. 100%. Right? So, but men, well, women, you got to start dealing with men that don't provide. Okay? It's very important. I get it. Maybe good looking, maybe great, whatever. But what's the point of being with a good looking man and this sex good, all this, but he's not taking care of you properly, right? I mean, you're just going to hate it in the end. You're not going to like it unless you just want to live that type of horse lifestyle. Then that's just your decision. But and listen, this is just my philosophy. Women, if you're going to deal with a man, deal with a man that's a provider. Yeah. I mean, that's what men supposed to do. Women, men, if you're going to deal with a woman. Deal with a woman that's kind, nurturing, agreeable, right? Loves you more than you love her, okay? <laughs> All right, what's next? Yeah, don't be afraid to leave a man, honestly. Don't be afraid to leave a man, absolutely. Especially if you have standards for yourself. You got standards? And that man doesn't meet your standards, leave him. So what? Let him go. Okay? The key is to have standards, though. Whatever those standards are. All right? What's next? Um, Relationships are a part of life. Yeah, you folks love talking about relationships, don't you? What makes a woman a prize to you, Wes? You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I've been very blessed in my life to... I've met a lot of incredible women in my life. Even though I'm not with them, right? <laughs> I'm a tough cookie. I'm not going to lie to you. I am. But um, me, honestly, I, 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 I'm i not going to lie. I've met incredible women. I mean, women... I mean, everyone I've ever dated in the past 15, 20 years, they've all treated me well, very well. No one cheated on me. No one treated me like shit. It, it, it's been amazing, honestly. But certain things, like I don't really like drinking. Women that drink, if you smoke, I mean, I, you know. It's always like the little vices, the little bitty habits that women have. I, I just can't get with that. I don't drink, I don't smoke. I don't know. I preserve myself. I preserve my body, and I want a woman like that. But, you know, just some of the attributes that I do prefer in a woman. Um, kind. Very got to be kind, period. 
and kind, if I need to explain that. Just a nice person, very nice. You know, one of those people that just always nice, always have a smile on their face. I mean, you know when you meet them, they have this like resting, beautiful face. It's like a resting face, but it's a resting, happy face, right? It's just very pleasing, very open body language. Um, and women that have those type of face, they know what I'm talking about. They just have a very inviting experience when you see them, you know? Uh, women that are disagreeable. I mean, I'm sorry, agreeable, not disagreeable. You know, women that just wouldn't agree with me, right? You know, and I get it, you know. I know some women like, oh, you don't got to give it. See, those type of women, I don't date them. And the the more intelligent women understand what I'm talking about to be agreeable, right? Because you should look to your man as a leader. You should want to. You should admire your man that he can make decisions for you, for the family, whatever, even if you're in a relationship. You need to be able to capitulate, to surrender to him if you believe that he is a suitable man. If he's capable, then yeah, let him be a provider, right? Um, you know, I like a woman that just t- pay attention to the detail, you know, do just little small things, you know. And um, small things could be, like I said, making my protein shake for me or making me breakfast late at night. Uh, like I had one young lady. Um, she was remarkable. She'll do something nice for me for my birthday. She'll, I mean, but she was just very interesting. She'll buy me food. I mean, she'll door dash me food. And I mean, she'll do, she was good. She was amazing. I'm not going to lie to you. And I know you're thinking, well, why are you not with her? Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't tell you that. But um, I've met very remarkable women. I don't really have issues with women at all, honestly. If anybody's the problem, I am the issue, 100%. <laughs> and I agree to me. I'm Listen, it is me, 100%. You may say um, that I may have issues committing. I don't have issues committing. I, I just take my time with women. And my purpose is more important than women anyway. And when I'm building companies, building businesses, and helping other people. So women are just not on my radar like that. And, that. and I'm not saying that I might not meet the one that's on my radar. But, like, I don't go out searching for women, if that makes sense. You know, some men, they go out to pursue them. That's, that's their whole motive in life, to go find something next. Me, they just come to me. They just attract to me, right? Um, so, yeah, that's it. What's next? Yeah, I do attract uh, remarkable women, you know. I I honestly don't understand why men have so... I I do know why men have so many issues with women. It's because, one, he he doesn't know it himself. Two, he lacks education in that area, right? You need to educate yourself. Like, they have books on relationships. They have books on the female uh, mindset. I mean, many books on relationships and understanding women and men and how they interact together. Many books and YouTube videos you can just watch and listen to. And then you just get it. Right? Honestly, it's not that difficult, honestly. Uh, you a player pimp? No, no, no. I'm not a player. Player, player. No, not at all. Nah. If anything, I'm very honest with women. Right? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I'm honest. I tell them, like, I mean, I'm very honest. I just tell them what it is. I, I, it is what it is. Right? <laughs> And the reason why I am, like, just maybe 99% honest with women, I don't think no one's 100% honest with anyone, but I'm very honest with women because I just don't want any problems, right? Because when you start lying to a person, it's just contaminated. Everything is going to be just contaminated, man. You just start lying here, lying here, and lying. Someone find out. It's just, ugh. 
And me, my mental state needs to be always high, like positive, and on the level of um, being able to produce on a high level. So if I'm just lying to a person, I mean, obviously now I got to remember these lies. I don't have time to remember lies like that. I'm telling what it is, right? It is what it is, <laughs> right? Whatever that is. What's next? So uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, a player at all. Now, do I like several women? Yeah, of course. I'm a man. I do. I like several women sometimes at one time. But I'm the type of man. I'm gonna tell you. I'll tell you. I'm like, hey. I mean, you'll know because you'll see it, right? I've been in situations. I could be with two, three women at one time. Like when I say at one time, it's like I can just be dating. They would know. They exist. Like I'm not trying to hide it. And then, you know, women have to make a decision if they want to stay and leave. You know, I, I honestly, I'm a, uh, I'm an adult and I think people should be adults. You know, you can make a decision to leave. You can make a decision to stay. It's up to you. But I don't need to put wool over your eyes. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to just volunteer the information. But if you ask me, I'm going to tell you what it is. Right. Because I'm the type of man. I don't cheat. If you ever see me in a relationship, you, you better. Let me tell you something. You ever see Wesley Virgin in a relationship. And I start calling this my girl, this is my woman, this is my boo, this is my girl. I love her. I want to be with her, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you best know, I, I don't cheat, ever. I don't cheat because I'm not a cheater at all. I'm the type of man that I won't get in a relationship with you, all right? <laughs> I just be with you because, and let me tell you what I'm doing. I'm not gaslighting you. I'm just analyzing the situation. And I think that's what a woman should do, too. You got to analyze. You got to say, do I really want to be with this person? And there's so many factors and aspects that I have to I almost do it unconsciously in my mind that I have to go through with a woman to say, okay, this is the woman that I want to spend most of my time with. This is a woman that I can see. And I may take a year or two years. I don't know. I mean, it all depends sometimes. It just, you never know, right? But you got to check the boxes for me. And I definitely have the boxes. But right now, I'm just not in the mood to pursue any. I, I'm good right now. I'm just, oh, God. Listen, I, I don't know. Like I said before, women are not hard to get. Great women are not hard to find either. Very easy. In my opinion, but right now, what I'm doing for the world, like what I'm doing right now, it's just more important to women f for me. And I know some of you'll never get it, but it is what it is. Okay. What's next here? Questions here. How do you feel about the word trying? No, I don't use that word. Losers use that word, trying. Let me see here. What's next here? Any more questions for me, folks? Man, we had a good rant here tonight, huh? Seven o'clock in the morning here. Time to go eat breakfast. Mm. Any more questions for me before I let you go here, folks? Did you learn a lot? Did you learn a lot? Remember, I'm an open book. I do these rants so you can, you can ask me personal questions. I don't care. You know, whatever you need to know, hear, understand, to allow you to move forward in your life, I'm here for you. And I understand that stories that people share, they do inspire people, right? May help you get over something. So you can always ask me. I don't have, I mean, I, I don't have any hangups that I'm aware of. So you can ask me anything. I'm always, I'm an open book, literally. Someone say, where are you? I'm in Rome. I'm in Italy right now. 
I mean Italy, Italia, Italy, Prego. I learned that word yesterday. Prego. What is what is not thing you want to do which you haven't done yet in life? Oh, what is the one thing I want to do? Uh, maybe go to Bora Bora. Uh, oh, have access to my private jet or own one? It has to be a guff string. Um, travel the world to speak to millions of people on different platforms around the world every single week. Yeah. Those things. Which I would do, obviously. What you thought I was going to say? Find a woman of my dreams? Absolutely not. <laughs> why, why do men who are financially wealthy act so uptight? What do you mean by uptight? They're just smart men. I think, honestly, women, and I've talked about this before, when women date regular men, which they typically typically do date regular men, just the average Joe, whatever, right? Blue collar, whatever, under $100,000. Um, and when they try to date a man that's wealthy, she brings that same energy that she brought with the blue collar guy or the nine to five guy, the average guy, to the wealthy guy. And the wealthy guy's not gonna put up with it. I mean, he's just not. You know, I mean, they didn't listen, they're wealthy. You know, wealthy people are not pervasive or on on the planet here. It's not many of us, right? So it's not that they're uptight, they have standards and they understand they have options and they're not gonna deal with much because they don't have to. Like, why, if I'm wealthy, why do I have to deal with certain things from a woman? For what? Does that make sense? I mean, you have women that still have, like, addictions and stuff. Like, I'm not going to deal with a woman that has a, a debilitating addiction. Like, me, I don't, I prefer not to date women that drink at all, honestly. Like, the last young lady I was talking to, she didn't drink at all. I love that about her. Oh, my God. And she didn't like dogs. Oh, man, that was perfect, right? <laughs> But look, check it out. Um, like, I don't like a woman that drinks. You may say, well, can you drink sometime? Yeah, I guess a little bit, but I just prefer you not to drink. That'd be nice, right? Um, or you just drink casually, right? But sometimes women don't know the difference between a casual drinker and a drunk. You know, some of you women are insane. I just can't deal with it. Women that smoke, if you smoke anything, vape, weed, cigarettes, I'm not going to deal with you at all. I just cannot. I'm never. I would never deal with you. I'm sorry. If I find out, absolutely not. And the use I could tell by your teeth or your breath, right? Right. So I would say, you know, wealthy men—they just have standards. To become wealthy, you have to develop yourself. That means you have to like really look at the dark side of you, and all your individual bad habits, and you have to clean that shit up. So once you clean it up, you don't want to be with a person that's going to bring back that piss poor energy back in your life. Right? So it's not really uptight. We just have higher standards. That's it. That's why a lot of them are so unhappy because of their power? No. I mean, I have a ton of wealthy friends. They're not unhappy. Not at all. What are you talking about? They're not unhappy at all. They may be unhappy because they can't choose the woman they want because they have so many options. 
You know, you ever had so many options as a man? See, some of you may not understand it because you never had options. But have you had so many options of so many women that liked you and that you liked and you couldn't make a decision of who to select or who to choose? I mean, that's a good... I mean, you want to be in that type of situation, by the way. But yeah, imagine being in that situation. You're like, damn, I really like this person. I like her too. What I do? But most men, they never even get to that level. They can't even get one. Unfortunately, here. Why? Because they don't develop themselves. What's wrong with finding the woman of your dreams? Nothing at all. Miss Simone, nothing wrong with finding the woman of your dreams, okay? Nothing at all, sweetheart. Okay? I'm not anti-love. I love a lot of women, honestly. Somebody asked me, say, hey, can you just love one person? Like me, I'm the type of man, I'm going to just be honest with you. I, Women that have been in my life, okay? Maybe 90% of them, I still have love for them, 100%. I have love. And with the love that I'm talking about is they call me, they need something. Yeah, I'll probably take care of it 100%. You know, I'll be there 100%. <laughs> but it's not, but listen, I don't have a lot of women like that in my life. I don't even have five, not even five women are like this in my life. I mean, some women have been in a part of my life like 15 years, man. Just, it is what it is. Now, now the question is, can I cut them off if I need to? Of course, if I choose to, Right. But just haven't chosen to do that yet. <laughs> uh, what's next here? Wesley, what is the, what, it's the invest that you are, huh? Tell me a few minutes ago, what investment are you referring to? Do you have children? Oh, you must be brand new. Of course I have children. Hey, Isabella. Of course, I have three children in the other room. We're in, we're in Rome together. We're in Paris. I mean, we're in Rome. Just watch my story. How long have you been in one relationship for? Uh, less than two years. So, folks, I've only had... I tell this story all the time. You guys always want to know about my romantic life. I've only had one true girlfriend. Okay? When I say girlfriend, a girl that I was like, hey, you're my girl. You're my girlfriend. We lived together, which was a mistake. Never do that again. Right? But I've only had one. Now, I've had women that I've liked and I've been with, but I never put the title on it because they was going through the vetting process, honestly. Okay? Got to go through the vetting process. It is what it is. It, the process is there. And the great thing about me, you don't have to go through the process. Like, I don't care. Like, but if I put you through the process and if you fail, then you got to go. If you... Um, you know, if you succeed, you'll find out. Let me see here. What is the investment that you were telling me on Facebook? Oh, no, that's not me. So, guys, remember, it's scammers out there that's using my name and profile picture scamming you. So be careful. That is not me. I would never reach out to you. Nikki says, I see. That's what. <laughs> That's why you talk the way you do. What do you mean? Oh, God. Your children's mom was not your girlfriend? No. I can tell you the story about my children's mom. I mean, she's a great woman, 100%. But you have to understand something. In my 20s, man, I was. I just I was a bad boy, man, you know. 
You know, I had I had fun. Let's say that I had fun in my twenties with women, and you know, the mother of my children, who I love to life because she has my beautiful children. Hello, um, you know, she's the type of woman. She's very fertile, obviously. And when we had intercourse, that's why you know, young people strap it up. I just don't have sex at all. You know, take your time. She just had a baby, honestly. (laughs) Uh, We were not in a relationship. She just... uh, And and I know what you're going to say. What? You didn't wear a condom. You didn't do the... Well, obviously, I have babies. So don't ask me a rhetorical question, okay? Are you copying the way I sneeze? Uh, Yeah. How did you make most of your money? Teaching others to manifest... No, I wrote a book a couple of years ago in the weight loss space and made about $20 million. That was my first success. Then after that, I mean, I just have a variety of companies now online now that just kind of pay me, um, you know, automatically. If you had 10K to invest in anything, what would it be? Uh, A home, a house. I will buy a rental property personally. What's next? Three times, three babies. You're funny. <laughs> why single, Mazur? Yeah, I'm like, why? Listen, why? Why can't? Why can't I be single? You know, I don't know what's the big issue with being single. You know, people ask me, why are you single? Why? Why you're single? Why are you? Why? Why? What do you mean? Why I don't like horses? Because I don't like horses. That's why. What do you mean? I don't know. What am I supposed to say when people ask me, hey, why are you single? I just, I mean, I'm good. I mean, is it okay? Can I not be single? Right? <sighs> don't worry. When I'm not single, you guys will be the first one to know. When I start posting a woman on my Instagram or something like that, you'll know I'm moving in the right direction. Okay? That's what you know. You start seeing me posting somebody. You know that I'm moving, and I can move very quickly here. But, um, yeah, but if I ain't posting nobody, then you, you, know the, you, know, you know the name of the game. All right? So just wait for the post. Any love interests? La Calamdar. France. Oh, I stay on. That's so funny. Any love interests? Mm, that's a good question. Well... If I want to be honest, and I'm going to be honest with you folks, um, it is this one young lady that has an affinity towards me, and, you know, I like her. She's a, she's a beautiful young lady, um, but I haven't taken any steps, but one thing I like about this woman, okay, she's kind of young, in her 20s, right, but one thing I do like about, um, well, actually, it was two. Actually, it was two. But one is kind of too young. But <laughs> this one is young, but, you know, young enough for me to date. But uh, what I like about her, she's very patient. I love a patient woman. You know how some women are? And, and men only know this if they attract a lot of women, which I do. It is what it is, right? Um, so I like women that are patient. You know? There's nothing wrong with... You know, telling a man that you like them and flirting and, you know, I like that. I like the back and back flirting and stuff. That's cool. But 
<clears throat> I'm a very methodical man. I'm saying I don't like I'm not the type of man that just jump into a situation when a person just like the the Wesley maybe 15 years ago. Yeah, I mean I just like ooh let's go, you know, start sleeping with you, having sex with her. But now it just I don't know. I'm a little bit different here. I just don't want to sleep with a ton of women right now. I just don't want to do it, you know. And I can do it with ease, but I just don't want to do it. I just don't want to. I don't know. I just don't. And I think because I'm maturing when it comes to just dealing with people and understanding that. I don't want to waste my time, you know. It's just a, it's like a waste of energy, if that makes sense. Um, just having casual sex, which casual sex is cool, I get it. But I don't know. I'm just getting to the point in my life now. It's just like I, some things I just don't want to do, and then I don't want to make mistakes with a person as far as have a baby with them or whatever. And I know I don't want to deal with this person. So um, this person, I appreciate her because she's patient with me, right? She she's allowing it to develop. I like stuff like like I like when I, when I really like a woman. I give that from the last woman I was talking to, uh, and maybe one day I'll tell you guys that story. But I cannot tell you that story right now. Just cannot. But maybe one day I will. I liked it because it developed. Like I like how it developed. Like it was just not like a I see you, you see me, we go out, we have sex on our first date, which I've done that many times before, right? But I just don't want to do that. I mean, it just doesn't, it's just not even appealing to me. And even a woman that wants to do that, it's just like, eh, it's kind of a turnoff, honestly. Not all the time. It all depends on the situation, depends on the vibration. It's a lot, right? But, um, yeah, I like things to develop. And I can appreciate a, a woman that likes me and um, she lets me know that she is available to me. And But I love a woman that's patient, right? Be patient, you know, don't. You know, don't stress me out, honestly. Don't don't be pushing. You know, I know the type of man. I, I know I'm a fucking remarkable man. I am a God. I know that. And I know I am part of the 0.01% of men on the planet here. I know that for sure, right? But one thing I can appreciate about her is she's patient, man. She's patient. Just be patient. You know, be patient with me. Yeah, but she's a lovely woman. Gorgeous. You know, pretty girl. Pretty, very nice, educated Right, <clears throat> but um, we haven't went on a date yet. <laughs> uh, not at all, not yet, but we will. All right, what's next? Questions for me here. Uh, let me see here. What's the difference between the twenty? And the other. Oh, did I say she was 20? <laughs> I did say the other one was 20. Um, okay, there's another one. Yeah, she's 20 years old, right? And this is getting juicy, huh? <laughs> you guys love this stuff. Uh, and she is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, insanely gorgeous. And, and, like, she has the universal beauty, if that makes sense. But, I don't know. Um, I don't know yet. Like I said, I'm a patient person, man. I'm very patient. I take my time. Um, I know she may be, she may be too young, if that makes sense. I mean, she's, you know, I don't know. Like I said, I have not went out with any of these women yet, right? Uh, I just, I, I mean, I'm slow when it comes to dating right now. I just don't want to move fast for what? I just don't want to. I mean, honestly, I just don't even want to. I just want to do it when I feel like it. When I'm in a mood, when I'm feeling the vibe, the way I want to feel it, then it, yeah, whatever. But the 20-year-old, the difference is 
Well, obviously, the other 20-year-old, she's older, a bit more mature as far as her, I mean, obviously, her career, which I don't really care about the career. I don't care about how much women make. They don't, that don't matter to me. It's all about how they treat me, honestly. So, um, yeah, um, would you say one is more established than the other? Right, but they're both, um, maybe one is more kinder. And I like kind, soft women. But like I said, I'm still evaluating. Uh, TikTok pampers. <laughs> That's funny. She almost your daughter age. See, see, look, folks, listen, if you want me to be transparent, don't judge me. Don't say, why are you dating a 20 year Why are you dating girls in your 20? Why are you, I mean, come on, folks. I'm being honest with you, right? That's the reason why it's so hard for people to be successful because if they be if they just share how they really feel, people just criticize them. But honestly, I don't care if you criticize me. Doesn't even matter. Here you go. Would you be okay with someone your age dating your daughter? Uh, <laughs> I knew that question was coming. Twenty year old daughter. Honestly, let me tell you. Let me tell you something about my daughter. My daughter is a version of me, literally. Okay. Now, you got to think about how they look. And she is only 19. And she is a version of her father. Which means that I can't tell my daughter anything about who she and who she can't date. I can. I maybe can influence the decision a little bit. But when her mind is made up, it is made up. So if my daughter chooses to date a man my age, if she chose to do that, I could say, well, I mean, honestly, I'm just going to ask some questions about the man. Because there's certain things that I want a man to do uh, for my daughter. One. You need to be a provider, okay? Two, treat her right. Treat her like a queen. Treat her like a queen. Treat her like a princess. That's how I treat her. So, right? If you're a provider, take care of shit. When she have a problem, you better take care of it because that's what I do. Two, treat her, treat her, treat her um, like a queen. Like a queen. I, I, like I treat my daughter like a queen, like a princess, and I treat the woman that I'm dealing with, I treat them the same way. Let me tell you something about women and me. There's no woman on this planet that have ever dealt with me more than six months can say that I treated them like shit. None. As a matter of fact, they'll say I treated them like just queens. For whatever reason, it didn't work out. It's not because that I didn't treat them well. <laughs> it's, other, it's other things, right? <laughs> but I, I treat them very well. I pride myself because that's my girl. Like, even though it's not my girlfriend, it's my girl. I know that sounds complex, but it is what it is, all right? Because they're going through a vetting process. I told you, they got to go through a vetting process. Anyone might do it, they go through a vetting process. They don't even know they're going through it, but they're going through it. Okay? Let me see. So, yeah, if my, if my daughter choose to date a man my age, what do you mean? I mean, I don't know. I mean, does he treat her nice? Is he a nice man? Is he trying to manipulate her or whatever? I'm going to meet the guy, obviously. Right? If he's a good guy. I, I don't know. I don't I, I, I don't know. I mean, listen. Like I said, I have my parameters on the type of man that I want to date my daughter. You need to treat her like a queen. Right? Be kind to her. And be a provider. I mean, how hard is that? Sit. She got a boyfriend right now. He got one little thing. He treated her like a queen. He treated her very well. He's just working on the providing part. 
Once he get that, right now he had a two. In my mind, I'm beyond. He had a two. Once he get that provider thing fixed up, he'll be at an eight point five. He's probably listening. Okay. What's next? So don't the women put you through a vetting process? I, listen, I have no clue. I'm never thinking about if a woman put me through a vetting process. And I wouldn't even care. Why, why would I care if a woman put me through anything? If she is, okay, great. <laughs> listen, it, every woman I've ever dated in my life, okay, I've never had any problems. Like, I've never been dumped. And any woman that let me go, like, I planned it out. Honestly, I'll tell you a secret. Some women not going to like this. I hope the women that I've ever dated don't hear this. But any woman, listen, sometimes the truth hurts, but it is what it is. Any woman that's ever dated me and they say, you know what, well, that's not going to work, blah, blah, blah. Like I planned that. I created a situation so she could leave. And the reason why I do that, because I don't want to go through the whole like, hey, I don't want to talk to you, blah, blah, blah. You know, I mean, it's not going to work. Because, honestly, I don't want to deal with all the crying, all the, the crap. You know what I mean? And I know I'm being insensitive right now, but I'm being honest. It's like I don't want to deal with all this. So I'd rather, I'd rather her feel like she's letting me go. I used to, I had this one girl. She's a Moroccan girl. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. I mean, she was gore. She's gorgeous. Like, if I will show you a picture, you will, you will agree with me. Right? I remember meeting her at... um a place called Mastro's in Houston, Texas. It's years ago. And I saw her. She saw me. I was like, oh, hell yeah. I was like, mm. You know when you see somebody and you like, you look compatible? You know? You got the compatible look. She had it, boy. And I was like, oof. And she was with her mom with a sister. And we end up talking to them. They were sitting at a table. We were talking. Long story short, we went out on a date. Had a good conversation. It was amazing, right? And... You know, a couple of days later, obviously, we had, we was intimate. And, <clears throat> but it was a few things I didn't like about her. One thing is, she smokes weed. Now, listen, I never seen her smoke weed. How did I know that? Because of her breath. It was terrible. It's just the truth. It was terrible. It was horrific. And I can't deal with a woman that smells bad. Okay, a lot of women try to hide their bad habits. I've had a woman that try to hide them, you know, whatever. I, I'm, I'm going to find out, obviously. That was one thing. And then... Um, it was, she had this arrogance about her that I didn't like as well. Uh, it's like, it was just not, it wasn't negative to me. I mean, she liked me a lot. You know, you know, when a woman likes you a lot, you, I mean, it's obvious, right? But, um, yeah, it, it just, I can go into detail, but they just say that her breath wasn't the best. So basically what I did, I'll show you what I did to her. She would always be sending me these pictures and Snapchats and she want to see me. And I would just ignore it. You know, I would just ignore it. Hey, you want to go out? You want to do it? I would just ignore it. Right? I would just wouldn't reply to her, honestly. Or I'd be like, oh, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. And, and I really was busy. But the thing is, I just, I didn't feel compelled to deal with her because it just, I, I don't know. And it was some other things that I'm like, oh, I, I don't want to put her business out there. But certain things that, certain decisions that she made about just her individual life. Like her own values, it just didn't align with mine. But a nice girl. But <clears throat> I uh, then it was so funny. We went out to dinner one night, and a sister came to my house. Sister was fine too, right? All of them. And um, we went to dinner, and at dinner she says, 
uh, I just think we need to, uh, I just think I need to be alone. Something, I forgot what she said. You know, I don't know if this is going to work, you know. I just, I, it's, not, it's not you, it's me. I mean, she just started talking at the dinner. And honestly, in, inside of myself, I was very relieved. And what I said was, I said, yeah, I mean, you know, we got to, I said, it's okay, it's okay, yeah, you know. She said, it's just me. I said, yeah, it's okay. No problem. Like, I was very relieved, right? And I was surprised that she did it just then because I was creating a scenario so she could do that, honestly, because I wasn't really showing her the interest. Make sense? <laughs> so, for all the women that ever thought they'd let me go, or they broke up with me, nah, boo. Mm-mm. I know how to keep a woman. It's easy, honestly. Keeping a woman is very simple, honestly. But if I can't keep you any longer, if you can't be around, I just, I have, I will set up the situation to allow you to let me go. And I know you're just thinking, women say, well, why don't you just tell her that you're done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easier said than done, man. It's like, I don't want to deal with all that crying and all that trying to come, you know, because if I make my mind up, then I'm done. When I say I'm done, it doesn't mean I'm not still dealing with you. But you'll never be where you would like to be in my life. Does that make sense? And the only reason I'm say- sharing all this is because you wanted to know. You see how complex I am? I'm a phenomenal man, but I'm complex. Okay? I'm just a no-bullshit type man. Like me, I, I I just know what I like. I know what I'm going to deal with. And if if you don't match that, you got to go. And it's okay. There's other men out there, man. Incredible men. But no man like me. I'm telling you. It's just not going to You're not going to. I tell women, you'll never find a man like ever, ever, maybe close to it, but never that embodies the type of man that I am. Absolutely not. I've had women, I could tell you more stories, but I'm not. All right, what's next? We want to hear about your vulnerable side. Like what? We want to know. What's next, folks? Uh... Have you had a woman who challenged you, challenged to be better than who you are, who you are, not financially? Um, so you want to know if I had a woman that made me a better person? Yeah, my daughter. My daughter's. Um, yeah, you know what? I'll say the last young lady I dealt with, she did. Um compel me to be a better person because I wasn't the best person in that that situation honestly for many reasons so I say yeah yeah I've had women that have made me better 100% or to make better decisions as it relates to relationships I'm, uh, you know all dealing with women so I say yes absolutely listen I'm always open to learn I, I definitely know everything when it comes to relationships not I know nothing okay so I'm always open to learning, okay? More about what I want, what I'm willing to deal with. Um, so, yes. Did you keep your childhood friends' relationships? Absolutely not. I let them all go. What's the latest recent lady that you dealt with, and why did it not work? Oh, my God. I could have sworn I just talked about that. I can't really tell you the, I can't tell you the details about that because it would be unfair to her if that makes sense. But we'll say this. I did love her, okay? 
I did love the girl. I did 100%. Okay? But certain things that took place in our dealing with each other that I had to put her what is called the box. Can I tell you guys what the box is? I've never shared this publicly. Oh, my God. So if you want me to be vulnerable, I'm vulnerable right now. I'm telling you about the box. This is the box. I could deal with a woman. Okay. And it's not many women that I give my total self to. And you'll know if I give you my total self, you can feel it. Right. And. Um, that's just say that I had to put her in a box. It's not because she's a bad person, not because she's wrong, nothing like that. But like I said, I have very, my values are, I'm not going to tell you that. I can't bring that up. Okay. That, let's just talk about the box. I don't want to give too many details. Right. Um, the box is. You're no longer really connected to the inner part of me. Let's just say this. How I started with this person, it was wrong. Like how we started, it was wrong, if that makes sense to you. Okay? Be smart. If you're smart, you know what I'm talking about. We should never, the way that we started was already wrong. 100%. That was just wrong. Wrong of me and wrong of her. Okay? And when I put it in a box, when I put a person and put a woman in a box, it means that I can deal with you, right? But, I mean, and I told her she was in the box, too. So I don't think I just blindsided her. I mean, I told you, you're in a box. You know, it is what it is. Which means is that you have to work to get out of the box. <laughs> it's just the truth. I know it sounds, listen, I know it sounds crazy, folks. But um, long story short, I had to put it in the box. And she decided she didn't want to be in the box any longer. <laughs> So she flew away. That makes sense. She just decided to fly fly away. Okay. To ever lead anyone on and feel bad about it? You ask me, have I ever led somebody on? No, I don't lead people on. Uh-uh. Not at all. I don't lead any women on. I'm, let me tell you something. I'm a very honest man. <clears throat> now I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm just gonna. Meet you and start just sharing my life story. But if you ask the right question, I'm going to give you the answer. Make sense? I'm not going to start just volunteering information. All right? I'm a very complex man. But if you ask the right question here, you get the right answer. What's next here? Did you tell her exactly like that? That she's in a box? I did. I did. 100%. 100% I told her. I said, you in the box. It might take you years to get out this box, but you're in the box right now, okay? Which means, you know, I still care for you, I love you or whatever, but you're in the box. You know, I don't have, a, like, a deep emotional attachment to you any longer, you know? I just don't. You know, but she's a, she was a very nice person, very amazing, a great person. You know, if we would have met on different circumstances, you know, we'd probably be still dealing with each other. But, like I said, how we started was all wrong anyway, so... I learned a lesson from that. Just don't start that way. Start start the right way, if that makes sense. <laughs> if I ever do that again. What's next here? Questions here. But like I 
Like I share with you folks, of course, I'm honest with women. I tell them what it is. It's not a big deal. I mean, I don't, which I think a lot of men, the reason why they're incapable of telling women things that may hurt their feelings, hurt women's feelings, is because they're afraid to lose. I'm not afraid to lose any woman at all. I, I'm just not. Why? Because it's a million, it's a hundred million of them. What do you mean? Like I'm in Italy right now. I'm in Paris. You know what I mean? Beautiful women out here? I mean, insanely. I mean, what are you, what are you talking about? What? I mean, come on. I, I don't get it. You know, man, I, just, I don't know. I mean, there's so many women on the planet, man. It's a lot. Whenever, man, whenever you feel you get stuck on a woman, just go travel. Go just go around. Go Just go out your house and you'll see somebody at, a, at, at Walmart. Then you see somebody at the bookstore. You're like, ooh, damn, look at this. You know, then you'll be... I mean, come on, what are you talking about? It's women everywhere, everywhere, literally. But what you should focus on is becoming the best version of yourself. Then you have a lot of women, they'll come to you. You can just select what you want. Hmm. What's next? What advice do you give someone that may be stuck in life and doesn't know where to start. Yeah, I would say, uh, Miss BBW Queen, I'll tell you this, sweetheart. What I want you to do tonight, I want you to do something for me, okay? I want you to pull out a sheet of paper, and on top of that sheet of paper, I want you to write down, what do I want? Okay? I want you to write down, what do I want? I want you to start there. Don't think about how you're going to do it and what you got to do. Just, I want you to spend some time determining what do you want. And as a matter of fact, I want you to send me a DM when you're done, and I'm going to help you, okay? What's next? I love your honesty. Yeah, that's another thing about women, uh, about me. Women tell to deal with me longer <clears throat> because of my honesty. Uh Cause I might tell her, no, I'm not gonna say that. I don't want to get too deep. <laughs> I don't want to get too deep. But um, yeah, I'm just I'm an honest man. I just and honesty. You know what women call honesty is when a man says something that is very different from what she hear from typical men. Because men, I mean, men, we know the deal. We lie all the time. Men just lie to women all the time, all the time. They lie, they lie, 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 lie. lie. They lie about everything, man. It's insane. Something that you need to lie about. Man, I'm not saying you need to be 100% honest, but just be honest like 95%, man. You know? You know, tell the woman, you know, it, it may hurt her feelings a little bit, but she will appreciate it. The worst thing you could do is hold that line of communication in and then cheat on her, treat her like shit. You know, whatever. You Don't do that. Just tell her what it is and allow her to make the decision if she want to move forward or not. And she'll let you know. Right. And if you're worried about losing her, well, you need to become a, a man that's invaluable. Right. That, that you're not easily replaceable. Obviously, everybody can be replaced, but you don't want to be easily replaceable. And you do that by developing yourself. Finances, your body, physicality, communication skills and your emotional intelligence. That's it. Those four things master those things in life. <laughs> I 
Maybe I'll see it in the next rant. Will you ever get married like your parents for for 50 years? No, I'm not getting married. Absolutely not. I, I mean, I just don't. Listen, it's not like I'm anti-marriage. I just, why? I don't want to get, I really don't want to get married at all. I can, I can be with somebody, but uh, for what? Why do I need to get married? For what? It's a bad, it's not even a smart decision, in my opinion. It's a bad business decision, man, honestly. And, and, and listen, listen, maybe in 20, 30 years I change, okay? But right now, I'm in my prime, man. I am in my prime right now, baby. Let's go! Get married? No! No, 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 no. And like I said, obviously that is subject to change. You know, I may say no. And then in two years, you see me propose to somebody in Maldives. You're like, what? Wesley Virgin getting married? And if I get married, everybody better come to my wedding, all of you. You're all invited. <laughs> right? That's going to be a sight to see. And like I'm totally against marriage. I just don't see the purpose. It's just what's the benefit, uh, honestly. It's, it's other things you can do besides get married, folks. How old are you now? How old are you now? I'm 25, folks. I'm young. Have you ever dated a woman older than you? <laughs> when you say dated, what do you mean by dated? Yeah. I'll say this. Have I been on a date? Like went to dinner with a woman older than me? Um, yeah. Lately, no. I I can't remember the last time I was um with a woman that's older than me. No, madam. No, madam. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I, I I typically now listen. Women don't get upset what I'm about to say here. But I typically date women in their 20s. Now, the last woman, she was in the 30s. And she was an exception. She, she was a young, beautiful girl. She, she, she looked young and she was beautiful. Um, but I typically stay in the 20s. And, and, and I'm not saying that I wouldn't date a woman in the 30s, but you need to take care of yourself. That makes sense. Sometimes women let themselves go. I like a woman that take care of herself physically. Okay? Keep that body look. You got to keep that body tight. And beautiful for daddy. Because I don't play. Daddy like what he likes. And you need to look good. You hear me? Period. Right? You need to look good. Take care of yourself. Go to the gym. Smell good. Look good. Look pretty. Every time I see you, I I, I should want to rip your clothes off. Right? And it's women like that, by the way. For the women out there. Well, I can't be beautiful. I can't be beautiful all the time. I know it's some women right now. It's like, well, I, not all the time. Oh, no, no. You have women on the planet that uh, look gorgeous all the time. I've dated them, okay? So it exists. What's next here, folks? We're having a good time here tonight. What's the name of your first book, Fat the Minister? Have you ever been in a relationship with a woman old? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But not in a relationship. No, absolutely not. What? No, no, I'm not saying that I'm opposed to it, but that's probably not going to happen. I mean, I like younger women. All, I mean, all men like younger women. But, but my older women don't give up hope. Okay, don't give up hope. And if you want to know why older men like younger women, read the book "The Way of a Superior Man." 
women read that book and help you out. You'll, you'll find out. Um, makeup or not? Oh, that's a good question here. So, <clears throat> does Wesley Virgin like makeup on women or not? Now, you should be able, if you know me, you should know the answer to that question here. Do I like makeup or no makeup? Right? Tell me. <laughs> I mean, come on, folks, it's obvious. Now, listen, I do prefer a woman with no makeup, but listen, I'm not opposed to makeup, but don't look like a clown, okay? Some women look like clowns. I'm going to be honest with you. It's just too much, man. Like, if I can't recognize your face... After you take the makeup off, I like natural beauty. I really do. I like natural, because my mom is like this. You know, obviously, a lot of this stems from my mom. She's a very caring, kind woman. And she don't wear makeup on her face. She don't need to make for what? Right? I like natural beauty. Natural. Now, if you want to wear a little makeup just to enhance a little bit. But yeah, but not a lot. Right? Not a lot. Natural, baby. Where the natural women at? Everybody had all the makeup. I can't date it with all this makeup. Man, you kiss them, your face look like a donut. I'm talking to this one girl, and she, um, Latina, man. Just, when you finish kissing her, it's like I had a, <laughs> it's, like, it's like I had a, a box of Shipley's donuts on my face. <laughs> I mean, I was like freaking Michael Jackson, white. My face was literally white, honestly. Okay. Honestly, just white. And I'm like, what's going on here, man? Come on. It's too much makeup. Relax. You know, men, can you relate? You know, someone wears so much makeup, it's all over your face. Right? I'm not trying to get pimples. I got good skin, man. I'm not trying to get pimples and... Uh-uh. Nah. I'm trying to keep my skin clean here. What's next here? If you like younger women, that is what they're about. What? Wes, all men flirt differently. How do you flirt? Okay, so good question here. So I'm a natural flirt, by the way. I'm a natural flirt, which means it's like a woman. Some women are natural flirts as well. But just because I flirt with you doesn't mean I want to be with you or I want you. I'm just, I'm just a natural flirt, right? I know what to say. And I know how to say it to get you just, you know, hide and bother, entertain. I know how to pick your interests. I'm really good. I'm, I mean, I am a, if I went to college, I would have a doctor in this stuff. I'm really good at it, right? Um, but um, how do I flirt? I mean, I, don't, I'm just, I just smile, honestly. You know, I smile. I ask questions. <clears throat> but like I said, it can be innocent, you know. It can be innocent. Now, you may say, how do you know if you like a girl? <laughs> well, you'll know. Uh, you'll know. Or you might not know, honestly, you know, because I'm typically, usually a woman's beauty, um, you know, it used to be like maybe a decade or maybe 15 years ago, whatever. You know, I have some time with women's beauty, if you look so beautiful that you can't concentrate on the words you need to say. But now it doesn't happen to me now. It's just, it doesn't matter how beautiful you are. You know, I, I don't, I don't. I don't have those, you know, so I have some men have those issues that <clears throat> they can't talk straight or they can't focus properly 
when a woman is just so beautiful in the face, I don't have those issues at all. Not anymore. Used to. But now it's just, just another beautiful woman here. Right? And men, I could teach you how to deal with that. And maybe I'll do that on a different rant. Um, but I won't do it on this rant. But I'll teach you how to, um, you know, deal with different You know, women that are very, very pretty. You know, extra gorgeous women. You know? And how to deal with them. And not to be nervous, if that makes sense. Or not to feel inferior. I can teach you that as well. How tall are you? 6'1". I'm 6'1 on a good day. What's next? Yeah, I guess you can... I guess you can say I'm a seducer. Yeah, definitely. I am I am a seducer. I will tell you that. I am a seducer. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm a beast, too. I'm telling you. I, I'm really good with women. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I would say I am a seducer. I am a seducer for sure. But I like seducing women. I love it. Like I Yeah, I'm back. So yeah, I enjoy the art of seduction. I do. Okay. And all women, listen, men, let me share this with you. All women want to be seduced. Okay, I don't care what they tell you. They say, no, 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 seduce me. No, no. Women love it. They love to seduce by men. Okay? Because a man that can seduce is a man that's very confident. Extremely. Let me see. Any more questions for me here? See, I've been on here for almost two hours just for you. Because I care about you. Right? I love you. You know, I could be, well, I could be eating breakfast right now, but today we have to do the Coliseum. I do that at one o'clock. I may go to the gym. I'm not sure. Do you have older women friends who teaches you about what? Pause. There's no woman teaching me about women. Are you insane? Absolutely not. Everything that I know, I didn't learn from a woman. Honestly, everything that I know is very obvious, man. <laughs> a woman teaching me? Uh, no. Teaching me what? Why women you want to pursue in Houston or anywhere in in L in Lay World? Why women you want to pursue in Houston or anywhere? You said why women you want to pursue in Houston or anywhere in the world? That doesn't make sense. I need you to read that back to yourself and rewrite that. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a master of seduction. Oh, any woman you want to seduce? Ah, any woman I want to seduce? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, right now, honestly, if I'm going to be very transparent with you, I'm really focused on work right now. Right? I'm focused on work, focused on my children. Like, you know, I have... My little daughter, baby girl, Dinah, love her to life. That's my heart, right? And me and her, we're so, we're so, we're so, we're so the same, right? In many aspects, which I'm not going to tell you about. That's that's a me and Dinah thing. But uh, she's doing track right now, so I've been training with her three times a week. It's, I'm very busy with her, right? Then I have my 
oldest daughter, which is, she's my heart as well, right? And uh, I mean, we're just like identical, honestly, 100%. She's like my rib, honestly. She's like my, she's my, she's my, uh, DH is just like my, uh, hello. She's like my kidneys or something. <laughs> like I need them to function, right? That girl can affect me. I mean, that's probably the only little girl that girl can affect me. I mean, Denai can too, but Deja, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, and now Deja is the cheerleader. So now she sent me a schedule. So now I got to fly. To, and I'm excited about it, by the way, because I'm so proud of my baby. She's a cheerleader. She's doing her thing. She's a cheerleader for college. So I got to fly down to Tulsa every once in a while to go watch her cheer. So I'm busy with that. And then, of course, I got my young king. Okay, I'm so proud of him, man. This guy, he's going to be a beast. Because right now my son is like listening to everything I have to say right now. And he don't realize how impactful this information. Oh, well, he does. and But he is soaking it up. So now, David, he's working for me. He's taking care of my homes, all my rental properties. And he's also working within my parent company as well. Right? So I'm just, I mean, I'm busy being a dad. So as far as am I seducing, I don't even have time to seduce somebody right now, right? <laughs> Honestly, I don't even have time to seduce anyone. Uh, that I just don't have time. Honestly. I have so much going on right now. And then I have my team. <clears throat> and right now we killing it, baby. Uh, Ariella and David and Shakira and... Uh, Michael and Lana and Jordan and Daryl and uh, Frank, my developers, and Christian and Jen. and I, I got a lot of people that work for me that count on me, right? So I'm busy, man. Michael and Sean. I got a lot of people, man. Ugh, a lot of people that work for me. so And I love them. They're my family, right? So I just don't have time, man. I don't, I, why would I find the time to seduce a woman? <laughs> Would you date a woman over 30? Of course. The last young lady I was dating, she was over 30. Do you approach women who don't know that you are financially wealthy? Who don't know? Of course. Listen, I've never had issues with women. You know, you know. some people say, well, oh, it's because you're rich. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I can just walk somewhere. I can go to the gym. And What do you mean? I mean, I can just... Talk to a woman. They don't know anything about me. I mean, I got some cardio braces on, but I, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I guess the money helps, but no one really knows how much money you got until they see the car, I guess. But no, I don't, I don't have that issue, man. I mean, I, I, I was getting women when I was, I mean, not rich. Like I wasn't rich and I still was able to attract women. It's not that difficult, bro. Whereas do girls find you attract unattract I mean f- find you attractive? Uh yeah, not all women, some. Enough. <laughs> What's next? How do you master a clothes in VSL? And how long do you make the hook <clears throat> until it gets dragged on? Just model, check out my, my VSL on fatdeminister.com. It'll teach you everything you need to know. Any more questions for me? I just want to make sure. Folks, did you get value in this rant here tonight? How many of you are going to watch this again? 
I know some women, they're going to watch this world. They're going to be mad at me. Oh, my God. Ugh. But it's all good. I'm just being honest, folks. You know, and for all the women that know me, and if you listen to this, listen, it's just, it doesn't mean I'm talking about you. I'm probably not even talking about you. All right? And it's just a rant. So relax. <laughs> uh, it's, it's hilarious sometimes. Uh, what's next? Hopefully, I meet you in person one day. Would love for you to be my mentor one day. Thank you so much, sweetheart. How do you access your subconscious mind, Wes? Meditation and hypnosis. All right, folks, I'm going to let you go here. Thank you so much. Listen, um, just listen and watch this again, please. Okay? Listen and watch this again. Please listen to the rants. They're free. I know some of you want to invest money with me, but you can't afford it. Listen to the rants right now until you make more money. Then if you ever want to invest with me, then that's 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 start rocking and rolling here. Okay? Cuz I'm in the business of creating millionaires, man. I mean, in the next 10 years I will create about 1000 plus millionaires. You'll see. They'll be at my parties that I would throw, huge parties. You'll see. Don't worry. We have a lot I have an end of the year party that I'm planning right now. It's going to blow your mind. Oh, just wait. You'll see. But I love you, folks. I appreciate all of you. This is Wesley, billion-dollar virgin, and let's go.